Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Peace family is 19 Keys with the 19 Keys podcast. You're listening to a high-level conversation. Tap in. All right, a word from one of our sponsors. Make sure you tap into Goldwater Products. After you come listen to the information, you're going to need your memory stimulated so you can download everything in that prefrontal cortex. You want to make sure that hippocampus area of your brain that regulates mood, memory, and learning is fully functional and tapped in. Therefore, you want to tap into Goldwater. They have smart malls, sports malls, vitamin C malls, colloidal silver. They have just about everything that you, your child, and your whole entire family needs to stimulate your brain and your body and to make sure that your immune system is functioning. Before you tap into this great high-level conversation, listen to this song by Tezu Kulando called Goldwater. Never heard of Hawaii. I never been to Hawaii. All right, so we tapping in, family. Um, I know I haven't. I've been really busy. Uh, I've been really productive. Let's say that I haven't been busy. I've been productive. Yeah, you know I mean, you understand me. Um, all orders ship out tomorrow, past, present, future, and um, I appreciate everybody's pre- uh, patience. Aquarius got forty four. Everything. Um, we just got everything settled. Everything is, is, is running and smooth. I just had a conversation with my assistant and I had to, uh, we have to do another conversation because the goal is for her to take over the back end of everything, which we haven't been able to create that transition a hundred percent yet. Um, so, you know, you might have to, you well, not might, but you know, uh, the brand requires patience, but it's definitely worth the wait, and I appreciate everyone who continues to tap in and continues to build. <clears throat> for surely, for surely. So, listen, I wanted to talk about the subject because I want people to get their minds in a correct place. Um, and it deals with um, imagination is more important than logic when it comes to entrepreneurial skills today and when it comes to the mindset of doing the work today. And there's a lot of individuals who are employing a lot of mental energies, but in a wrong capacity because they think that the the mental energy in the same place is going to get them more. They think that if they do more physical work, then that's their way to achieving success. And a lot of the business leaders and innovators who have found themselves with great success are now scrambling so that they can... Um, are now scrambling because they need to have more creative business models in order for them to become successful in this ever-changing world as things are shifting continuously. The same way that the individual that um, just gets them an education that's been in this box, things have changed around them. So unless that education is based on things that are happening now or innovations that happen in the future, then that skill set can be outdated or the information can be outdated. And individuals are employing, you know, there's a lot of individuals who are very knowledgeable and have a great deal of knowledge, but they don't have smarts in today's time. And what individuals need to be able to understand is that a lot of people who have found success, you know, the reason that they may fail today is because they might be holding on to all of those things that they know dear near when it comes to business acumen when it comes to entrepreneurial skills and when it comes to doing things a new way today people don't like changing especially when those are the things that made them successful and when it comes to success and failure both of those things occupy or follow the same rules it's your habits and your thinking patterns that cultivate your success or cultivate your failure So the individual, if you find someone who is highly successful, then you know they have habits and they have pattern of thinking that is cultivating that. That's their paradigm of success. And then you have other individuals where their paradigm is failure. Now, what we're talking about today, though, is more so about, you know, um, laws of leadership and leadership competency 
and employing the right mental strategy in order to be more effective in today's time. Um, you know, the law of leadership is always about interact with the opportunity, don't react to success. And I went over leadership competency the other day, and leadership competency deals with the ideas that, you know, um, today every entrepreneur needs to step into the shoes of a good leader. And leadership competency deals with manipulation, direct manipulation or indirect manipulation in order to achieve your goals. So those who are in the business field today, in order for them to be great entrepreneurs, and this goes for everybody, if you are a, a leader, right, there's two ways to get people to your goal. It's through great role model, meaning that you set the example, right? And because you're setting the example, then people follow you and you lead them to that particular goal that you have in mind. That's role model leadership. That's what is called in the business world, in the design world more so, um, direct manipulation, right? Because it's transparent, it's leading you right there. And so I know a lot of people have a connotation on the word manipulation, but you have to think of it in the connotation that a person is, you know, swaying you or getting you to do a particular thing, whether it's right or whether it's wrong. And in this one, we're talking about that direct leadership that um, is employing righteous intelligence and not deceptive intelligence. So there's indirect manipulation, and that deals with incentivizing reasons that will draw you to get to that goal. Meaning, and if you can look at the analogy as, uh, you know, you have a lot of celebrities that say that they don't want to be role models. I didn't sign up for this. So instead, they won't be good role models that's going to lead you to it to do the right thing or to do that thing. Instead, they create content, they create products, they create reasons that drive you to go buy their product. So they make a music video with a lot of ass flapping or something like that. And that gets you too far. You, you buy into the content. The reason people make music videos because it's content that sells a product, right? So it entertains you. You enjoy the entertainment. And now they connect that to a product that they can use in order to be able to get you to their particular goal. Now, today what you're seeing is a lot of direct manipulation in a sense of leadership competency with more so a lot of good morals because a lot of individuals have to be leaders today, right? And by leaders, they have to be good examples. So they have to live what they talk about. And if I live what I talk about, then I can lead you directly to my goal, which is for you to buy this product, for you to buy this service, for you to buy into this business, because I become an example. I become a sample of the knowledge and the information that I'm teaching. This is something that I implore everybody as a thought process to understand is that, you know, a lot of people, when you want to get a job, what do you do? You get you a resume, right? You fill out the resume, you write in all of the skills that you acquired, you take that resume and then, you know, you pass it to somebody else and you say, look, this is the content that I've acquired thus far in life. These are the skills that I've acquired. This is who I am, some of my interests, things of that nature. When it comes to individuals hiring themselves, they don't do themselves a due diligence in the respect of writing down their own skills and their own assets and the interests and those ideas that make you who you are. And then you take that resume, you go over it with yourself and you interview yourself. See, a lot of people like to jump into entrepreneurship, but they don't do the same due diligence as they did gave the respect of another boss when it was time for them to hire them. They gave them a resume, they interviewed with them, they came back the second time, they showed up on time, they looked good, they smelled good, the whole entire thing, they invested into that moment in order to be able to get that job to get hired by somebody else. But when you want to jump into entrepreneurship or create new strains of income, you don't do that same thing with yourself. But imagine if, and, and here's the thing, that we're always adding skills. Every time we do something new that we haven't done before, it is a new skill acquired that you need to add to your resume in life. Because what you don't realize is that's a new value that you have that where you can utilize to extract more out of uh, society, more out of the business world, whatever it may be. So you take your resume, and, and this is what I want people to do. I want you to hire your damn self. You take your resume, you write down all of your skills. So I'm a speaker, I'm an entrepreneur, thought leader, whatever it may be. Inside that are different skills that I had to cultivate in order to become those things. In those skills of values for a person that may want to get a consultation, may want to hire me, or maybe want me to teach them how to do what I've done. So I don't consider myself an event planner, but 
I plan events and I put them together very well. So I'm also an organizer, right? And inside that, that also falls into the role of community organization. So if I'm interviewing myself and I'm like, okay, over this last year, you develop new skills. Now what you can do with some of those skills that you've developed is now you can start looking at um, different ways to where you can make income if you leverage those skills, right? Because I'm hiring myself right now. You understand me? So I say, cool. Now, it comes down to self-awareness. You have to very much know yourself to be able to interview yourself, right? Because you're talking to yourself in the aspect of mind management. Management in the business term is administering activities to get to set obligations and goals. So if I ask myself, okay, but are you willing to utilize that skill? You understand me? In order to use that to make us some money, right? In order to use that to build us a business, but because that's going to take this amount of time, it's going to take that amount of work. You might have to go, you know, do this amount of study and you're going to have you add all of these different things. Remember, you can always get a job that you're not qualified for, even if you're hiring yourself. But you have to learn a along the way in order to master that position that you set yourself in. So when it comes to hiring yourself, you write down all of those skills that you acquired. Then you figure out, do the research on how you can go ahead and leverage those skills in reality, right? So when you start to leverage that, you interview yourself, you leverage those skills. Now you have more content added on to self. Now you can make more money. But this is what I, this is, this is what I wish you don't want y'all to miss. Every time you do something new, that is something, that's a skill that you need to add to your resume. That's a skill you need to add to your resume in life. We got the gig economy that's going to be even bigger in the following years as things become more automated and digitized. So the gig economy is utilizing buying a person for their specific skill just for that particular gig. And then that's it. You're an independent contractor in that sense. And our children are going to grow up in an, in an economy that's a much bigger gig economy than the one that exists right now because so many things will be automated, Right. So also the consultation field is getting bigger and bigger and bigger just because that's the new education. So if an individual, I, I was talking with a fella yesterday, I was at a, um, I was at a, um, a business yesterday and the guy was getting yelled at by his boss. His boss was yelling at him. You're not doing this right. Blah, blah, blah. And he threw his wallet at him and all, the whole nine yard. Now, you know, I um like I felt disrespected by the fact that he was doing it in front of me. Like I wanted to jump up and get at breath. But a man has to stand on his own too. So this is his grown man. So I get to talking to him. He's Somalian. So I'm telling him, like, bruh, you're not supposed to be taking that. And, and the same thing, his name, his name was Muhammad. So I'm like, when well, you know your self-worth, right? And you know your means and the things that you can acquire and you understand the way reality is now set up. You would definitely not be working a job if you had the smarts and understanding how to make the same amount of money, right? But even to do less, how to utilize technology and the tools that exist today in order to get you better results. He said he came into this country. He'd been here five years. He told me his backstory was amazing. I gave him a business plan to where he can he can figure out how to make him some passive income. He told me how much his rent was. I broke that down to him by the day how much he needed to make. You understand me? Individuals get stuck in these paradigms and they have these ideas. They be like, yo, I'm going to do this. I'm like, no, you're not. Those, it's a difference between having a vision and having, um, um, I don't want to say delusions, fantasies. So a lot of you all have fantasies, things that you fantasize about doing, right? But not actual visions. Visions are things that drive you to do, right? That's a big difference. But a lot of you all have, oh, I want to start me a business. I want to start me this, that, and the third. I've been thinking about this. Nobody cares. You've been fantasizing about these things. But you haven't been putting together no execution, no plan, no real mental energy, and no thought and no real emotion behind that vision. Because the vision is a frequency that drives you to produce that vision unto reality, to manifest that thing. So I had to tell him, like, you know, as I gave him that breakdown, I'm not about to, you know, baby walk nobody. I'm just going to give you the game to where you can start thinking on how to do for self. And that's why I tell people imagination is more important than logic. Logic will tell the man that, oh, okay, before I quit this job, I need to go find me another job that I can get the same amount of money at. 
No, no. Your creative capacity says that there's that I make four. He just said about four thousand dollars a month. I make four thousand dollars a month, so that means I need to make a hundred and some, about a little about a hundred and ten, a hundred eleven dollars a day in order to be able to make this four thousand dollars a month, right? So if I'm doing that, then guess what? I can do passive income. You understand me? I can do gig economy. I can. Uh, write me ebooks. You can do a, a, a monumental about of things, but first I told him to get his rent together. Rent was like six hundred dollars. I said if you make twenty dollars a day, boom. You understand me? If you get you some some uh, hobby that you do that allows you to make six hundred dollars or twenty dollars a day, that's gonna add up to six hundred dollars. Now you got your rent taken care of. When you got your rent taken care of, it'll put you in a different space because you're no longer in survival mode. You're not thinking about quitting because you don't know where that next check going to be. And then you start to attach that to you becoming homeless. So it doesn't clear up enough space for you to start envisioning and thinking bigger for yourself. Right? So anyway, I was breaking down to him the many different ways that I make money and the, and the different things that I do. And I was telling him, like, this is not a logical thing to do. You understand me? Logic dictates that you go work. You spend all your time working in order to make you some money. You understand me? I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, he definitely would have got them hands. So creative capacity allows you to add on to value, to be more creative, to utilize things in a different manner. Right. So all of us have phones, but not all of us use them in the same way. All of us have knowledge, but not all of us utilize the knowledge in the same way. And the utilization of the knowledge is the access that you have because it's the smarts that you use in order to be able to move you forward. So everybody has businesses, but not everybody runs their businesses the same way. Not everybody markets the same way. Not everybody understands the market the same way or the economy the same way. So when you, would, you, when you update your mind and you update your programming to where current day society, the economy, the businesses, the tech and everything is rolling, then you start to use things in a different creative capacity. But most people's creative capacity is diminished every every since childhood. You understand me? And it's a muscle. Your, your, your creativity is a muscle. You have to use it every day. And the way I think of creativity in this aspect, and this is something that I'm teaching in the Keys Academy, is using it in design, right? So I practice it all the time because the more I use it, the more I'm able to flex it. You understand me? When you think about designing any business or designing your life or like I walked into a business today and I looked around and, you know, sometimes I walk into a business just so that I can look at the design of the business and I ask myself, how would I have designed this? How could I make this better? You understand me? Um, how could I, you know, from the experience of walking in the door, how could I design this entire thing, this entire aesthetic in order to increase the sales, increase the revenue in order to increase the visual standard that's within this store. And as I do that, now I'm getting that muscle turning. It's always rotating. So now when I think of business, that muscle is strong and I can flex it for my own purposes. But a lot of people don't have any creative practices. So therefore, they have no creative muscle and they have no creative capacity. So your creative capacity doesn't die, just go out. So if you ask yourself what you want your results to be, you're making $100,000 a year or $50,000 a year. You can just look at it. Matter of fact, take a look at everything that you make right now, right? This, 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 let's just speak on money. So you take a look at all of the money that you make per month. Whether it's, you know, 2000 3000 4000 5000 whatever it may be, 10000 And then think about all of the different ways you can achieve that same result. All of the different ways because this is what you have to understand. You do not have to reinvent the wheel, right? There's already somebody else doing it. The difference between you knowing how to do it, right, is having access to that knowledge on what to do. So that's why individuals get consultations. That's why they go to seminars. You understand me? That's why they do online courses and things of that nature because that gives them the access. So guess what? Self-education is the new Harvard. Self-education is the new Harvard because it gives you access. The difference between those who went to Harvard and those who didn't, individuals believe that it's going to give them greater access, right, to make them smarter and how to utilize things within life. It wasn't going to take them to another planet. You understand me? No, it was going to give them access to knowledge that they couldn't get anywhere else. But we now live in a society, you don't have to fucking go to Harvard. 
That's not the best way to do it. But logic tells you it is. And that's why I tell people stop trying to use logic when it comes to the new business models that's created today. Right? Because we live in the experience economy. The experience economy is what? The experience economy is creating a business model based off empathy. <clears throat> a business model based off empathy. Empathy, understanding how other people feel. So when 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 even then when you start in a business, a lot of individuals are thinking about how they can get into the um, the best flashiest business. You understand me? The most romantic business. When the idea of getting into business is not for you to just love the thing that you're doing, it's more so for you to what? To make capital, right? So you can get into service-based businesses. You can go into, um, you can get into janitorial services and go compete with contracts for the government or go to all of the different different um, buildings in the city and try to get you a, a, a janitorial contracts and, 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 and make hella money. But we romanticize these things and we think inside this box. So when we think business, we're thinking along only one certain pattern of thinking. Creativity is moving outside that pattern of thinking and breaking that barrier to get you results. Because there's plumbers, you understand me? There's janitors. Um, there's, there's all kind of different individuals who have jobs that are not romanticized, but they're making a lot more money than the people who are out here looking cool. You understand me? That, that So if you're going to do the hard work, Make sure you're working to where you're productive instead of just busy, right? Because everybody can work 40 hours a week, but it's a difference between how you spend that time, right? Are you doing that smart work? And who told you that 40 hours a week should be the amount of, I appreciate you, Christine. Um, who told you that 40 hours a week should be the criteria of amount of time that you spend working? You understand me? So we have to think more creatively and we have to learn how to write our resumes. And I'm not talking about, like I say, not talking about writing those resumes to give to somebody else, but to give to yourself and hire yourself based on the skills that you have and to exploit those skills and leverage it for yourself so that you can gain more capital, more income within your life. Then once you get yourself together and you start to manage yourself, what's the next phase? You're able to think of others, right? So as you're able to think of others, that's when it comes in the time you're able to work with family. That's when it comes the time you're able to work with family. So working with family, and, and I'm not about to go over all of the details of the plans that I have because there's a lot of things I want to implement first. Then I want to bring back to you all. But I'm just going to say this. Create a strategy, right? Because a lot of you all don't understand that a lot of the pain and the trauma that you all go through as a family and a lot of the issues that you all have can be turned into content in order for you all to, to, to create solutions for it. So a lot of the, the issues that you all go through, you understand me? You don't realize that you can utilize it. We don't get this. Now, I'm not going to break this down because it's something that I'm doing and, and I'd rather do it. I'd rather have you know leadership competency where I go do it. And then I show you and then it can drive y'all to do that. So I'm not just going to tell you what it is and just relay information after I implement these things that I'm working with my family on. Um, and we get to start building these business legacies and dynasties and empires and things of that nature. Because guess what? Entrepreneurship is becoming tougher. This is, is, is entering that stage where it's the show me, right? So people are yelling at people, you got to show me your bank account. You got to show me your sales. You got to show me what you're doing. The motivation behind it, the ideas, but nobody cares about that anymore. Because you have these entrepreneurs who are climbing up the ladder. And as they climb up the ladder, guess what? They can talk more shit. And as they talk more shit, how you going to be competing with them that moved ahead of you? Because they like, why did you go go to him when you can come over here? You understand me? So now they talking bad about you because that's marketing. That's what happens within marketing. It's fair game. They're indirectly talking bad about you only because you fit in the category of those particular entrepreneurs, speakers, uh, event, whatever you do. So your goal is to gain as many results as possible. So you have something to showcase by the example of what you're doing, not by the words of what you're saying. You understand me? So I don't speak about anything that I'm not doing, anything that I'm not working on. 
I actually think I'll speak on less about it. And I have so many different projects that I'm working on because I'm using my creative capacity. And you're going to see it by the measurement of the moves that I'm making and be like, wow, that was creative. I didn't think about that. Yeah, there's some, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell y'all the content model right here. And this is some game that y'all going to soak up. And I don't, I don't never share this game, but I was having a conversation with um, um, one of my business partners because I'm thinking about flying out to the Bay Area and going to shooting some content for a new marketing campaign that we're putting together. So I was telling them about creative capacity versus logic. So when I go create content, when I go create content, um, I take long form content. Long form content is something that's shot like an hour or, or even 30 minutes or two hours or three hours. So I have my own streaming platform, right? So I take the long form content, I put it on my own streaming platform, right? Which I'm behind. I'm about to go upload some new stuff right now. But I take that, I put it on my own platform. I take that same content, right? And then I go put maybe three minutes, four minutes, five minute, 10 minute clips from that long form content, I go put that on YouTube, right? I go take that same content, I go take it from YouTube, I convert it into an MP3, I upload that onto what? As a podcast. I take that same long form content, I break it down to one minute clips, then I take those keys and I put those on Instagram. I take that long form content again, the same type of content I put on YouTube. I break it down to IGTV. I put even more clips that's even longer. It's more short long form content on there. Then I can go take more of that content and I can go put it on Facebook if I want to. Now, as I put it on the podcast, I get sponsors. I get paid from that, right? Put it on the Facebook. You, you build that up. You get paid from that. You put it on the YouTube. You build it up. You get paid from that. You put it on the IG. You build it up, connect it to a product, you get paid from that. You put it on, uh, you know, uh, whatever whatever you do. But I've been cultivating different skill sets along the way when it comes to design, when it comes to marketing, and when it comes to um, content creation and being able to utilize content creation. Because not everybody understands content creation and the asset to where I don't really make content in a traditional sense and I'm making it for that reason. I take it and I utilize the content that um, I live, right? So I just had a whole day of content that I didn't get the document because I don't have nobody following me around. But I could have took that day and all the conversations that I had, the business conversations, the the running into people while I'm in the streets, the moving around, that already is the content. So I don't have to make any of it. You understand me? And that's how we get to move. And then there's, of course, there's higher models of content creation that individuals can be able to utilize. And I'm, I'm going to give you this other game piece. And like, there's, um, there's a lot of under appreciated value right now, right? So when it comes to working with these influencers, um, um, a lot of these companies have not caught on to that and small businesses especially need to utilize this and this is something that I don't see anybody utilizing. When you see influencers, right, that are um, making videos and they're getting 5,000 views, 10,000 views, 20,000, you understand me? Sometimes they're going viral. I don't see in none of those videos, I don't see in none of those videos at the bottom, I don't see sponsored by or logos of companies. Now, real estate is very important, right? But real estate doesn't just deal with land. You understand me? Real estate deals with you know attention as well uh, in space that you can be occupied and utilized for value right but it's unappreciated space and value because the point of marketing is to get your brand out there right to grow brand strength to connect your product not only to connect your product but to connect it to a brand influence you understand me i'm gonna tell you who has the greatest brand strength in the world the greatest corporation ever created with the greatest brand strength in the world can any of you all guess before i said what, what what corporation in the history of all fucking corporations has the greatest brand strength of all time? 
Somebody said McDonald's. Now, don't be cheating because you already seen my tweet. Some of y'all seen my tweet already. Y'all cheating. I forgot y'all be following me. My bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. So y'all seen my tweet. I get it. It's the government. It's the USA. The government has the greatest brand strength in in history. Why? Because the government has the worst proven track record of any corporation ever created. They've experimented on human beings. They've enslaved individuals. They've bombed. They've killed. They've diseased. They've done every bad thing in the book you can think that a corporation can possibly do. Yet, individuals still have social contracts with them, still believe in them, and still trust them. How is this possible? How does the government get a reset? How do they continue to get resets? You know, in marketing today, um, the way that companies have to create content now is they have to connect it to brand influencers, right, with meaning. So when you connect it to an influencer like Kaepernick with Nike, then guess what? People look at the lens that people look at Nike through Kaepernick. So all of those attachments and sentiments that individuals have towards Kaepernick, they now attach to the brand of Nike. So now Nike becomes a social entrepreneurial brand. You understand me? Yet they had to do none of the things that Cap had to do. But they get to benefit off the brand of Cap. And by that benefit, you see Nike differently as you see the sales spiked up. Right? So the government does the same thing. At the every re-election, they go through a rebranding. At the every re-election, they go through a rebranding. Now, the, the difference is, is that they don't go through, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, I'm not talking about just through the uh, presidency. I'm talking about every election, whether it's mayoral, whether it's state, whether it's federal, whatever. Every time. Because during the time of Occupy Wall Street, at the Bush um, created such a brand presence for the government where people did not trust the government. All of the people that stood together and said, we are against the 1%, we are against the government. It was unanimous. It didn't have a leadership. It didn't have any agenda. So it didn't go anywhere for real. But guess what? Obama came. He gave it a new brand. You understand me? His marketing campaign, which was, you know, his campaign was the greatest marketing campaign to date and he gave it a brand new presence same thing that women are doing right now for the government a lot of women are being used as pawns right for rebranding of the government so all these beautiful women uh, uh, um, the Rosario sister the, the Ilhan Osama all of these when we believe in them we attach that where we believe in them and we attach back back to the government and we believe in them again by byproduct effect. This is great marketing. This is great branding. Companies are late. The government doing this, been doing this since the beginning. They understand how perception works and how people work. <laughs> they don't ask you to trust them. They ask you to trust the people that you vote for to represent their brand. But guess what? The Congress stays around. The core, you understand me? The people that runs the actual company the CEOs of the company, you understand me? Uh, those people have been running it since the beginning. But their influencers change. So they've already had a model of influencership this whole entire time to create great brand strength. In the 70s, the government came out and admitted to running experiments on human beings doing brain control. You understand me? People forgave that. So what? They said that they were experimenting on black men. People forgave that. We got crime bills. We have, we have a million different things, but their brand ambassadors are everything. It creates great brand strength. So corporations today are doing the same thing now that the government doing forever, and they've been doing that same thing as well. They have to build up their great brand strength. So bringing back to my original point, when you see influencers, right, and you see individuals that create great content, 
They create great content and the content is seen worldwide. You know what I'm talking about? Especially black businesses. This is where I want you all to start investing some of your money in and utilizing these things and seeing things different. Stop working on your logic. Use your creative capacity much more. So let's say it's my content, right? You say, you see, I'm getting an average of 5, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 thousand views and then uh, the impressions are about a hundred thousand sometimes two hundred three hundred four thousand four hundred thousand whatever it may be so you would take that and then you would ask a brand like me you would say yo on your next post can i pay you i don't know a hundred dollars you understand me to put my logo in your next 10 post and that now 10 posts no let's not say 10 because a hundred dollars ain't gonna get you 10 posts but let's say your next post right so that means that in the bottom of the video, whatever content that you're putting out is going to say sponsored by your your black business or whatever business that you have, brown business, well, I don't care what business, it's business. You put it at the bottom, right? So now wherever this content goes, so does your business, so does your logo, right? So it gives you greater brand exposure so you can have greater brand strength. Right, that is the point that individuals do this marketing for. That is the point that you're going to spend money on Facebook ads. Logic tells you to spend more money and more money and more money and more money and more money. Your creative capacity is saying that okay, why the reason I'm going to spend this money is because I want to get exposure. If I want to get exposure, is there a different way I can do it? So you're finding different models in order to get the same results. You understand me? Different models to get the same results. Or even more results because you're attaching it to someone else's brand strength. So however that person feels that's watching them, that feels about them, they're going to feel about your brand as well. They're going to feel about your brand as well. So by byproduct, you create brand ambassadors. By byproduct, you create brand ambassadors. But everybody's going with the Gary Vee model. Let me do my Facebook ads. I get it. They work. They're effective. It gets you around, right? But he also talks about under um, under uh, valued attention, and the most undervalued attention right now is influencer marketing and influencer content. Influencer content. Take the game. Run with it. You know what I'm talking about? Tap in with me. We got opportunities. You can take that same idea. You look at a person's. Um, you look at a person's bio, you ask them, how much would it cost for me to put my um how much would it cost for me to put my business in your bio? You understand me? You can just put sponsored by and then have my app in your bio for a month. How much would it cost to buy that space? So now individuals that's new that come to their page or people that's been followers for a while, they go start clicking on that. Right? So now you're getting clicks and follows, and then you can also say that your brand is attached to this person. They got 100,000, 200,000, or a million, right? Because why? That's real estate. Same thing with the lives. If you've seen this live right here, and you'd be like, yo, can I sponsor your next live? I don't want you to put nothing else under there. I just want you to put my app. Why? Because everybody that comes on there, right, the people that repeat, you ask that person, well, how many people do you get that watching the 24-hour cycle? I'm like, well, maybe 2,000, maybe 3,000, maybe 4,000, maybe 5,000, maybe 10,000. Then cool, okay, let me sponsor your next 10 lives. Whenever you do go live and at the bottom, all you have to do is put sponsored by my company. And maybe mention it one time within the live. Mm. So, logic versus imagination. You have to boost up your creative capacity. Aha, uh -huh. see Asher hit me up, man. You know what I'm talking about? He say, how much would it cost to include my music in one of your videos? See now, see he talking. Why? Because that's streams. So if I include his his music in one of my videos, then what it does is it boosts up streams. People get to listen to it, they get more exposure. That becomes a channel of distribution. Creative capacity, right? Because we have all of these different entrepreneurs. That's walking around, you know what I'm talking about, uh, saying that they are, uh, hold on, let me see, this reminded me, of the okay, cool, so 
these are different ways that you can go about getting your results. But people don't teach you this. School doesn't teach you these different things. They're not because they don't know, because they've been operating off one way that made them successful. And when it's time for adaptability and change, they don't know a different way. So they have to hire somebody else like me, you understand me, to come in and teach them creative capacity and, and imagination and paradigm shifting in order to make a change within their business. If you're a business and you got five employees, 10 employees, 20 employees, whatever it may be, instead of you always uh, having to micromanage your employees you know, or or you having to fire some for, for being unproductive or having a lack of enthusiasm, you hire somebody else to come in and teach them creative capacity so that they can boost up that mind management and then the end result is them boosting up your profits. The skills that you got to hone in, when I be posting things, I don't just post them for any reason. It's because these are the most valuable skills of today that's going to make you valuable throughout time, regardless of what's going on in the paradigm. But a lot of people are getting lost, and a lot of people are getting stuck, and a lot of people think they don't need this knowledge when everybody does. You understand me? Especially the successful ones, because you all have to constantly maintain that success you understand me and, and, and especially those who have had their success for a long time in the old way of doing business guess what you are the most valuable but if they if if, if you realize that you are the value then they have to pay you your value so they don't tell you that the way you think is very valuable because you don't think of the old paradigm so all your ideas are new but they don't tell you that because if they tell you that then you go charge more so you're not walking into these rooms and into these jobs and they saying that, yo, you valuable as hell. All of the things that you bring to this company. Damn, I'm so glad that you're here. No, they're trying to make you feel like you should be happy for being there, getting paid those crumbs. And then everybody else, society reinforces it. Like, how much you getting paid? That's nice. No. Like like, like my brother Nadi say, you the bad. You know what I'm talking about? You the bad. And the moment that you realize that is the moment that you're going to extract all your value and become dangerous. Because when you realize you can do it for them, then you also realize you can do it for self. And when you realize you can do it for self, it ain't nothing holding you back but the execution. <clears throat> so you get to win. You get to win. Yeah, if I had children, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely homeschooling them because I don't have a choice. I couldn't put them in nobody's school. I don't trust nobody's school. Homeschool is a new Harvard. Homeschool is a new Harvard. Self-education is the new Harvard. That's my motto. That's the new Harvard, B. You know what I'm talking about? I seen a post where a lady, instead of buying her children a car when she turned 16 to 18, she handed her over a business. A business. Creative capacity. She's not thinking with logic. She's thinking differently. You understand me? She's thinking outside the constructs. So a lot of you all have children, but you've never studied child psychology. Never. You never studied, you know, uh, um, um, all of those different things that go along with creating curriculums or teaching young minds. We have all these things that we do on the daily that we don't study. And it's sad because those same parents would tell you, well, if you're not a parent, you can't teach me about parenting. Well... I can learn from you about mediocre or bad parenting. But just because you're a parent don't mean you can teach me about successful parenting as well or effective or productive. Because a lot of those school psychologists that you go to don't even have children. Those counselors don't have children. Those teachers that teach your children don't have children. Yet those same people always say, if you don't have children, you can't teach me nothing, which is bullshit. Because just because you have children do not make you an expert. <laughs> Let's be honest. So everybody's been a child before. People have peers. People didn't help other people raise children. Many different things. If you're not willing to take great advice, then you're doing your child a disservice by your arrogance of thinking that you know it all because you were able to have a child, which everybody has in the world has the fucking ability to do. Doesn't make you special. It's the productive, the effectiveness on how you raise your child. You understand me and how great by the two, ages of two to four, 90% of children test with a high altitude of creative capacity. By the age of seven, 
90% of children, or only, uh, yeah, 4% of children, I believe it was. It was around 4% of children uh, test with that high altitude. Aptitude, rather. So that creative capacity gets killed. You understand me? That creative capacity gets killed through the home and through the school. You telling them, don't do this. Don't think like this. No, this is the way to do it. Oh, no, do your work like this, blah, blah, blah. All those different ways that those children were figuring out ways to mechanize and do different things, you started to shoot it down every single time. Why? Because you were taught the bullshit. So you were taught the bullshit, so you will put it on them because it makes you feel like you know something to teach them what you know. When they like, what about this way? Are you saying that I'm wrong? Well, just because you are an adult and you have authority over me doesn't mean that you're right because we are taught these models of slave and master and authority, right? We are taught these models of slave and master, right? So, and, and, and I think Confucius talked about this too, the four types of relationships. And so individuals that grow up in, you know, in Asia, they understand these things a little different. So the parent and then the child, one is above, one is under. One is the master, one is the slave, right? One is the master, one is the student. And the school, teacher, student. You understand me? On the streets, police, uh, citizen. You understand me? Government, citizen. It's, it's, we are taught these different relationships, and they're all of the master and all of the student. They're, they're all of these authority, blah, blah, blah. This is not natural function. Every human being is a peer of the next human being, right? You're taught to respect your elders, right? But it doesn't mean that your elders are right. Right, because there's a lot of young children who are starting businesses, who are doing very genius, genuine things out here that's tapping into their uniqueness that they elders couldn't do that have been here for how long? Yet the elders are what? They think they right because they've been here. Well, if you're right, you would have done what I did in the short amount of time that I've been here. But we all have a measurement of uniqueness. We're all born and go through that same process of fighting and swimming through 500 million goddamn sperms and fighting to get here through that process just to get to the goddamn egg and to make it out into birth. So when we get here, we are born with these manifestations of great creativity, but we diminish those things. Secondly, I want to talk about when we start to create our own, we do not have to use their models. And this is an issue, right? Because even as a speaker, as an organizer, as a creative, uh, whether it's media, whatever it is, the problem that we always get is that when it's like the first black owned, yes, it's the first black owned, but it still looks like the white owned. Hmm. So if we're going to create our own, then we do not have to do it based off constructs and models that predated us. We can do ours a completely different way. A completely different way. We are the most creative, innovative, imaginative people on the planet Earth. Yet when we finally get resources to do our own, we are always using the model of somebody that's been there before. So all we end up doing is competing and copying instead of creating. We just compete and copy. So it's like, damn, I didn't like theirs, not because it was white. I didn't like the way it was operated. It was bland. It was unseasoned. It had no creativity in it. So now I got to come to yours that's bland, that's unseasoned with no creativity, but you stamped the black on, don't you? Don't do that. Don't do that. You have to use, we have to create brand new from our minds in design. That's why design is so important for entrepreneurship. And most people are missing this. Great design follows rules. What are your rules for design? So there's a signature in design that each individual great designers have that they follow in order to continue to create great designs. So once you start to learn that, you start to execute differently. You understand me? So I don't want to see individuals copying and competing and calling it our own. Our own means something that also evolves from our own intellect. Not something that is a branch of someone else's intellect, but is with the stamp of our ownership. 
it's not going to be effective because you cannot compete with somebody at what they're better at. But you can create your own lane and own that. And I'll come to you for that. That is the difference. Those are immutable laws in marketing that individuals better follow. Immutable laws in branding that you better follow in order to have that brand strength. This is very powerful and this is something that individuals need to know. But arrogance. Because those same businesses, they're going to see somebody working their brand very creative with little to no resources and getting great measure of results and success. And instead of reaching out saying that, yo, because it takes humility to do those things. It takes humility to recognize someone else's creativity, creative capacity, and be like, you know what? Can you come over here and consult us on our business to make sure that we're doing, you know what I mean? Can, can you add value to what we got going on? But arrogance, when you have resources, tell you because I have resources, I'm also the right person to utilize these resources in the best manner. And that's why you get a lot of corny shit where individuals that finally get the resources, right? It's like they finally get the resources, but never do it the right way. It'd be corny because they don't have the humility to reach out for someone who has a greater or a more tapped in creative capacity. These other companies, they was humble. Google was humble enough to say, you don't even got to have a degree. Come over here. We need all of that. We need all of that. So when you see these in corporate entities that's been in business and that create billion and trillion dollar entities and you see even they have to start outsourcing their creativity. You understand me? They have to start outsourcing their 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 skills and all those different things. They have to get it somewhere else. Don't you think you have to do the same thing? So we can't afford this type of arrogance. You understand me? Um. What you talking about? I got this knowledge from me. Come on now. You talking about where I got this knowledge from? I'm streaming right now. I'm tapped in. See, you don't be thinking a black man come up with this great stuff. You know what I mean? I spend a lot of time alone so I can think. And when I'm thinking, I'm observing, I'm analyzing. Right? And I'm analyzing for that point of understanding and understanding. You understand me? I want to know the way things work around us. When I admire somebody's brand or the move somebody making, I'm studying how do they do that. I'm not in love with the mirage of the results. I'm in love with the steps it takes to get to those results. Mm. It's a different when you think about things in a different capacity. What is this? This is old. Um, account receive. Okay, cool. So I'm looking at something. So you know, we fully tapped in right now, man. You know, I don't go live that much anymore. Um, I'll be reserving my energy and my time. Um, we 51 minutes in. You know, I appreciate y'all for tapping in. I have some announcements later this week. Um, inshallah, I drop um a new updated version of the crowns this week with some great news to share. Um. That I think you all are gonna love. I tapped into my creative capacity and brought this out. Um, it's, it's it's gonna be beautiful. I can't wait. Uh, my birthday is Saturday, so I want to drop it on my birthday. Um, so I appreciate all of you all that's been supporting. Um, link in the bio. Um, uh, I'm young. Somebody asked how old I am. I'm, I'm not old. I'm young. Um, so link in the bio for the crowns and for the masterclass. And I appreciate everybody supporting tonight. Thank you. On a narcissist white baby. I need some advice on a narcissist white baby mom. Oh, man. That's crazy, bro. Happy birthday. I don't, I don't need no early. Don't give me nothing that early. Sheesh. You know, uh, uh, support is an action word. You got to show action. Support is an action word. You know what I'm talking about? Uh <laughs> I appreciate you. Well, make sure you utilize that man in business. It's all about business. We got a boom out here. You know what I'm talking about? And 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 then you know the media sources is interesting because a lot of these, if you work in radio, uh, you got a podcast, you do anything in media, you're a personality, 
you have a responsibility to showcase um you have a responsibility to promote rather the revolutionaries the paradigm shifters the nipsies if you will and i see a lot of when something tragic happens or something terrible happens i see a lot of those people get very emotional and they ask themselves what can i do as if they don't have resources um there's an over romanticism and there's an over indulgence in the love of entertainers um and it's sad because i see it all the time you know um organizations and leaders and all of these different people you know um you know hang on to the words and these pictures and these idolization of individuals who don't really have any integrity or are not even really out here doing anything um, and it's sad because when you look at, if you study individuals like us and the shifters and you, and you study, um, how we're using our creative capacity to move, you're talking about young black men who have dedicated their lives to changing the world and they're doing it independently with their creative capacity steeped into entrepreneurship, community development um um activism and all, all a bunch of different things but like this is an anomaly and this shit is phenomenal like i get to step back and i look at what some of my brothers is doing and i'm am amazed like y'all are raw as fuck look at those moves you making against all odds this is it's the less than one percent much less than one percent of the world is doing this it's one percent of one percent even less than that is crazy the amount of people that's moving like this. And as we move throughout the world, we see how, I was talking to Riza Islam about this earlier, how necessary it is for more people to do the work for us to duplicate ourselves. But if we all die today, the world would fucking mourn and miss and talk about and study the moves and the, the information and the lectures and you will get so much fucking love. Excuse my language. We don't need that that shit at all when we gone. We can do a lot more if it's implemented now. Which is why I always tell people, treat me like I died yesterday. I get more love. You know what I'm talking about? Treat me like I died yesterday. And and and, and that goes for a lot of you all that's that's on the live right now. Um and a lot of individuals that tap in. Because all this game that I just gave on this live, that's packed. Ain't nobody giving it to you like that. But a lot of individuals can appreciate that shit when it's in front of you and the person's stirring it up and they whipping it up like that. And they just saying, here, take it, run with it, win. Ain't nobody doing that. You know what I'm talking about? And and, and, and half these guys y'all listen to, they can't whip up that game like that. They can't tell you how to do that. They can't. I'm telling you how to do it from the perspective of things that's specifically important for for you, because I know you. I know where you come from. I know you have lack of resources. I know the odds that's against you. I know the things that you have to use in order to utilize your creativity in order to build. So I'm going to give you the game specifically designed for you. They can't do that. So, listen, man, I appreciate y'all for tapping in. Link in the bio for crowns. Link in the bio for the master class. Hey, listen, uh, I'm about to go. If anybody wants to support, I'm about to put my mother's cash app up here. Uh, I said I was going to start doing that. What you can do is, let me make sure I'm putting up the right one. I got like one minute. I believe it's self-made million. Um, and if you want to appreciate me, just send some money to her. Because she made me. You know what I'm talking about? Let me just make sure. Yeah, I believe it's self-made million. You need that crown. And I don't have a Nipsey Blue in that one. I got that. You know, I, I always had that. Uh, yeah, you got to put the right one. It's self-made million. Uh, I don't know. She put self-made million. Mom's trying to be a millionaire. Um, so, hey, I don't have no Nipsey Blue in that one. I got a dark blue. I got a, a Nipsey Blue color in the crowns to come in a, that, that color and the white and the gold. They're going to be on the site um, in a little bit. I've always had that color up, though. It wasn't reactionary. But anyway, we got like 19 seconds later left. Um, link in the bio if you want to buy one. If you want to tap into the masterclass tomorrow, 
uh, we're going to be diving in deep. I can't wait to see you all. I appreciate everybody who's been approved thus far and who's been tapping in. Thank you. The, the, the black and gold one is up there as well. Wait till y'all see these updates I do. Peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.